welcome or welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I'm here to tell you about all things strange and unusual from my wee homeland, Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask anyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to be from here in Scotland. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a gab, then please do get in touch. You can email us at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod. If you wouldn't mind, please rate, review and share wherever you may be listening. This really does help us out. And a massive thank you to everyone who already has. Well, what a week it has been, let me tell you. Well, 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 what a week it has been, let me tell you. If you're from Scotland, then you'll obviously already know that we've just kind of come into our summer months. It's starting to get a bit warmer. The longer nights are here. The sun has basically decided to read its head here. And it, it is great. It's, you know, it's amazing. It's finally great to be able to go outside, not having to worry about taking a raincoat and stuff like that. But... We are not equipped to deal with heat here, we just are not. It's not something that we deal with in our daily life and when it hits us, it is just, honestly, it can just make you miserable, especially when you're working from home, you have to watch out the window and see all the people walking past, go to the park, out with their families and you're just stuck, staring out the window, absolutely roasting because you have no air conditioning and it's, you know, it can make you pretty miserable. I'm not here to moan about the weather because I am very well aware that it's a very British thing to do and there are countries out there who probably think we're absolutely pathetic for moaning about 25 degree heat but I really could not give a shit, it is absolutely roasting here and I am not equipped to deal with it in the slightest so just keep your opinions about the weather to yourself. Now the reason I'm telling you about the weather is because here in Scotland, I don't know if it's about anywhere else, during the summer months seem to be when wasps are most active. I don't know if they have, like, during their life cycle, if the summer months, well, I, I don't know about plants and stuff like that, I don't know. But wasps seem to be very active during this period of the year here. And we actually have a wasp infestation, which is absolutely fabulous, you know, you can't, it's just, how could it? it get any worse. Basically throughout the week I had all of my windows open as as I said it was stifling in my house. Um, I have a black room, My all of my room is painted black, my hallway is painted black, my blinds are black so I don't know if that contributes to the level of heat that is in this house, I have no idea. My room was absolutely stifling so I had all of my windows open and then I kind of started to notice the odd little yellow and black assassins around the house didn't think much of it, as I said, summertime was seemed to be pretty popular this time of year. So I just kind of didn't think much of it. Got rid of them, that was that. And then one day I just noticed like 20 of them in my room at the windows, like just everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Had a complete meltdown and called up the people who deal with this type of shit. Um, you know, the wasp people. And while I was on the phone... The woman decided to ask me if I was 100% sure that they were wasps and not masonry bees. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have a single clue what the difference between a masonry bee and a wasp is. 
obviously one of them is a bee and one is a wasp, that is the obvious difference. I did google them and they do look very very similar but I am 100% certain that they are wasps and to that fact I don't actually give a shit if they're bees or wasps. I would just really like someone to come out, see what they are and tell me. They are black and yellow and they are very very angry so I just want them away from my house and as far as I know through my 26 years of living bees are not typically very angry they will just pass by you fly by you and just leave you be wasps are very very angry most of the time um and I am 100% sure that they are wasps of course bees are endangered species apparently masonry bees are very endangered so if they do turn out to be masonry bees then sadly there's nothing they can do i will just have to deal with the bees up until which point they die off which i'm actually not too bothered about because bees like we love bees here you know save the bees me and my dad are very you know conscious about bees and you know planting the right plants for them and stuff so i'm not that that bothered about bees but i know that they're not bees i know they're wasps so i just want them gone but we will find out in a couple of weeks when they come out to inspect the nest if they are friendly fire or not so fingers crossed they're wasps so they can just be dealt with and away obviously if they're bees don't really care i'll just have to put up with it you know save the bees protect the ecosystem etc but that has been my bee saga slash wasp saga this week but apart from that boring rant about wasps and bees I have been travelling a wee bit this week. I was out and about. As I said, it's been absolutely gorgeous weather. So we have just been making the most of it. We've been off travelling around the rocks and mountains, soaking up the rays before, you know, the inevitable dark skies and rain decide to return from their holidays. And I must say, I've seen some pretty beautiful places not too far from my home, which is just unbelievable. I live in the city, so it's very uncommon that you'll see like it's it's hard to look out a window in the city and just see the sky if that makes sense so i'm a very nature oriented person so as you can imagine living in the city is absolutely a nightmare i hate it i really really hate it i just really wish i could live out in the country in a wee cottage with some cows and some sheep and dogs and what have you so just being able to get outside and you know look up and just see the sky just blue beautiful sky and green green grass has absolutely made my week and I hope that everybody else has been making the most of the weather because I think it's it's kind of starting to cool down a wee bit now um it was raining yesterday which is you know that is just so I urge you to get outside and enjoy the weather where you can but enough mindless ramblings on today's episode we will be talking about another haunted castle here in Scotland of which I'm sure you're aware now there is no shortage. The castle we will be talking about today is Craigiever Castle, which is actually one of the most gorgeous castles I've ever seen ever, like ever. And it's said that this castle was the inspiration for the famous Disneyland castles and was used as a prototype for many of the castles in the Disney movies as well. And if you go on your Instagram and look at the picture or you just Google Craigiever Castle, you will see what I'm talking about. It's pink and you know like the turrets and stuff are like dark blue which I've been to Disneyland Paris a few times and I think it is identical to the one in Disneyland Paris. Obviously not the structure is identical just like the colours and 
you know, that kind of whimsical feel to it. It's very, very similar. And there are also loads of little carvings on the sides of the building. Um, I think there was one kind of like carving or statue that was on the side of the castle and it was said to be like a fertility god or like a fertility symbol or something like that which I just thought was really interesting you don't really see things like that on the side of castles um they also have gargoyles which kind of gives it this like kind of very magical gothic fairy tale look it's really really pretty you really need to look at it so even if you just stop now go google it it really is one of the most beautiful castles I've ever seen the building itself was constructed in the 14th century and was named after a nearby mound. It was built from the ground upwards, which was very different from the usual way of building, which was side to side. That was just that was just the most popular kind of building during this period of time. It was originally owned by the Mortimer family, who started the construction, but they would fall on hard times and have to sell the castle to William Forbes and his family in 1610. And this was when most of the current building seen today was constructed and was carried on throughout the years. The Great Tower was built by Mr William Forbes himself in 1626 and it's not clear who maintained the building up until 1963. I think there was a few members of the Forbes family and then it kind of changed hands a couple of times, not too many. But it was eventually donated to the National Trust of Scotland, who still own it today, and that was in 1963. The National Trust do not allow photographs to be taken inside the castle. They do allow you to take photographs of the grounds and the exterior and stuff like that, but you're just not allowed to take any photographs of the interior. So this does make finding out about the layout and, you know, like standout structures and stuff like that, it does make that a little bit more difficult to find. But the things I was able to find out about are that one of the main features of the interior is the very steep stairways. The building is seven storeys high, so it makes sense that it would have very steep stairways. But some of the stairs themselves are like too small to fit a whole foot on. And the feeling of walking up a staircase where you can't fit your whole foot on it, I know this feeling very, very well because I wear Doc Martens quite frequently and I have the Jaden ones. It's got like the really, really big platform and there is not a staircase in this entire town that I have stood on where I could fit my whole foot on that staircase. So it's very, very irritating and it's like quite disorientating. But the castle is actually filled with these stairways, like these tiny little narrow steep stairways and just inside the entrance there is a coat of arms which has the head of three dogs and the words do not waken sleeping dogs 1688 which you can see a picture of online in the main hall there is a gorgeous fireplace with the stuart of arms above it and there is also a wee secret staircase it's said that the staircase was used by the laird to escape from the main hall to the very top of the tower extremely quickly now, this could have been for safety reasons, or it could have just been the fact that he maybe wanted to get away from his in-laws when they were over visiting. Nobody really knows, but it was used as just kind of like a quick getaway. There are guided tours of the castle, which run every couple of hours, where you can learn a little bit more about the history and see more of the amazing architecture. You are also able to explore the grounds. There are even marked woodland paths as well which would be ideal for a very, very nice summer day like we're getting at the moment. 
and when you get tired and fed up there are plenty of areas for you to sit down and have a wee pack lunch. Now this wouldn't be a Scottish castle unless there were ghosts involved now with it. Quick mention this castle was featured on a Most Haunted episode almost 11 years ago now so not very current. If you've been listening to this podcast from the very beginning then firstly I do apologise and secondly I really, really don't like Most Haunted. I used to watch it with my aunt who just actually just recently passed away. It was kind of like our little thing to do. I would go over to her house. She's just stayed just across the road from me. I would go over to her house and have dinner and then we would watch the live episodes they used to do. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the live episodes but they usually started at like 10 at night and they were like on all the way through to like 4 in the morning. So that was kind of the thing that I used to do with her and at that age, I think I must have been like 12 or 13, I really thought they were amazing, I loved them, I loved all things spooky and horror so, you know, I did enjoy it but now what I'm older and I watch it, I don't know why but it just really, really cringes me out. Like I'm not saying that they fake things on this programme or, you know, that the people they get on the programme are like fake but it just there's something about it that absolutely cringes the life out of me and I can't watch it so I'm very very sorry if anyone listening enjoys Most Haunted I just cannot bring myself to watch it anymore anyway the most prominent and most talked about ghost is that of a young man who belonged to the Gordon clan and he was murdered in the now Tartan bedroom and it was very well known that former owner Mr John Forbes was involved in a very violent and bitter family feud with the Gordon clan which is just the norm for this time period it would seem every time we talk about a castle there is some sort of clan feud or fight going on it's just very typical of the time. One night a member of the Gordon clan decided it was a good idea to break into the castle it's not clear what his motive was maybe to kill Mr Forbes or just get an inside look at the place But while he was in Mr Forbes' bedroom, John himself burst into the room and caught him. On him, Mr Forbes had a sword and the young boy was unfortunately unarmed. So Mr Forbes slowly backed him into the corner of the room with his sword and then asked the boy to choose which way he would like to die. He could either walk towards Mr Forbes and be stabbed to death by his sword or he could jump out the window that was directly behind him falling to his death. He chose the window. Now I don't know which one I would have chose. I mean if you choose the sword there is a small chance you could wrestle the sword away and maybe kill the other guy but if you jump out the window there is that tiny possibility you could survive and be in excruciating agony until you eventually die from your injuries so I don't know. Maybe, maybe It was a pride thing though, like he would have rather jumped out the window than be murdered by a rival clan member, maybe that was kind of a factor for him. But I personally would have gone with the sword because I, you know, I'm one of those people that always thinks that I would survive like, um, you know those people that always think that they would survive like a natural disaster or survive a plane crash or survive like being stranded on an island. I am that person, I don't know why, I just always feel like, oh, so in my head I'm thinking... Uh, I could probably wrestle this away from him. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked again. I personally would have gone with the sword. After the boy's death, Forbes had a headboard for his bed built, which was very, very tall and wide and backed it up against the window. And people say this was to stop the ghost of the young man coming back through the window at night to terrorise his murderer. But it was said his ghost could be heard climbing the stairs at night 
to get to the tartan bedroom anyway. So does anybody see the design flaws that we seem to have with ghosts in general? They can fly, come through windows, they can, you know, climb a few flights of stairs, they can open and shut doors, but they just, you know, they can't seem to just float up to a window and through the wall into a bedroom. Does this make any sort of sense to you? Because it makes no sense to me. Other ghosts that are seen are that of a fiddler who sadly fell into a well on the property and drowned when he was unable to get back out. He is seen and heard throughout the property but apparently only makes himself known to those with the surname Forbes. So if any of you out there do not have that second name, you're absolutely gubbed for meeting that guy. Now the Blue Room, which is also known as the Ghost Room, because of the volume of sightings that take place inside of it, there are temperature drops, music being heard inside the room when it's empty, footsteps, doors opening and closing on their own, and a guide even said they've seen a very, very heavy torch move about four or five feet across the room. They don't really know who or what is haunting this room. It's never appeared to anyone as an apparition. It's just more of like a poltergeist kind of spirit. It just moves things and makes noises and all that kind of thing. There are even stories of witches staying at the castle throughout its years. There is a small room in the house that it probably was used for like a maid's room or a housekeeper room or something along those lines. And inside there's a bathtub which is inside a kind of box cabinet type of thing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, think about those beds that you see that are like inside the cabinets, if that makes any sense. Like I know my nana used to have one and it's like an all-in-one type of thing. So it's like you would have like your double bed and then around it, like as like a border, you would have like cupboards and shelves and stuff like that. It's kind of along those lines. If you've never seen one, you're probably like, what the fuck is this girl talking about? But that's what I'm trying to explain. Anyway, there is one of these in this room and obviously it had a bed in it at one point. They were kind of converting it and renovating it and they decided to take the bed out and they moved the bed to put the bathtub in its place and when they moved the bed underneath there were marks on the panels, like on the side of where the bed frame would be. There were like all these little markings all the way around it. And on close inspection, they seemed to be witches' marks of protection. So one of the wee maids that was working there, she could have been a witch. And uh, as I said, you can't take photographs inside. So I wasn't really able to get a look at the marks for myself. But if you take the tour, you will be able to see them up close and maybe even message and let us know what you think they are. I bet they're not even witches marks, I bet they're like one wee maid just got bored at night laying in her bed and just decided to scribble some doodles on the side of the bed and they're like, oh my goodness, we have a witch. But if anyone listening has ever seen them, then do please let us know what you think they are. And then throughout the castle, there's just your general ghostly apparitions, shadows, moans, groans, doors, creaking, all that kind of jazz that we get with all the other castles and that's really it and that is all I have for you on Craigievar Castle folks. Castles are all very similar here in Scotland, Um, if you've been listening you'll kind of get that because I do try to space the castle episodes out because if you're just talking about castles one after the other after the other it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's very unusual that you find one which, that has like such a unusual 
you know, unique story. There is one coming up that has, like, this whole murder story with it, which I'm really excited to do. But it's very rare that you come across that. It's just your usual, like, green lady, all this kind of stuff. But one castle I really, really, really want to tackle is Edinburgh Castle. Edinburgh is the capital of Scotland, and I really, really want to talk about Edinburgh Castle. But that is an absolute beast. There is so much stuff on Edinburgh Castle. Once you start looking into that place, you end up down about six different rabbit holes. But I will definitely be covering it soon. I just need to try and get all my information together and we should be good to go. And if there are any castles that you guys would like to hear about that are in your area or you've visited or you've heard stories or you've even worked in, then please get in contact and let us know and I will be happy to cover them for you. One thing I'm actually going to start doing, which I just thought about the other week, is whenever I pick a castle, I'm going to email, you know, like the groundskeepers or the people that run it or they run their page and I'm just going to message them and ask them if any of their staff have any stories that they want to share or if they, the managers or people that have stayed there have ever had, you know, stories that they would like to share. Because it's just interesting to get an actual story and not just all this, you know, speculation and this happened and, you know... So that's another thing that I'm going to start doing. But that is all I have for you today on this castle. I hope you all enjoyed this spooky tale and have a wonderful week. I will most definitely see you next week. Stay weird, stay scared. Bye guys.